the weekend party started. This is Easy Talk Live, featuring your host, Eric EZ Zuli. This is the place to be if you're all about promotion, celebrities, and social media. We'll hook it all up for you with fun, facts, and fascinating talk. Now, here's your host and the main man, Eric EZ Zuli. Yeah, what's going on, everybody? Easy Talk Live, guys. We are back in in effect. Easy Talk Live is a global radio show on Voice America World Talk Radio, and I'm your host, Eric Easy Zuli. Join with me as my co-host, Frank Hellring, Mr. Easyway Business. Hey, Hey, Eric, how you doing, man? How you doing, man? Do I sound tired? <laughs> no, no, you sound you sound great, man. Hey, let me ask a question, Eric. Aren't we an events company? We're an events company, right? Totally, yeah. Easily events. You know, what's ama- you know what's amazing is the events of just the past what couple weeks, right? Mm-hmm. Every time you turn around, man, something's moving. I mean, all of a sudden we double our listening audience on Radio Voice America, which is what we're on right now, right? Two we're channels: in the midst of Inc. And influencers yeah, channel and the Variety Channel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're in the midst of launching, and you sent it out today to 6,000 beautiful people out there. Easy Way fam, thank you very much. Check that Facebook. Check that, that uh, magazine listening and whatnot. Uh, both of them Eric just sent out on the MasterCard. Now we can say it, right, Eric? MasterCard. <laughs> we don't have to say credit card anymore, man. It, I love the sound of that, MasterCard. But you know what sounds even better? Mm-hmm. Is Easy Way mm-hmm. MasterCard. I that like one, it. I, I, I like this. I like the oh, sound yeah. of that much yeah. better. But guys, today's an yeah, a, a really uh, awesome just, show. We have some very uh, great guests. We just got back from the Flix for Change Film uh, Festival, three day film festival, sold out all three days. And uh, we met Mika Fitzgerald at that film festival, who's done ah man over like two hundred something things. His resume is just too big. But his biggest uh, project right now is he's one of the stars of Westworld. So I'm sure everybody knows that TV show. So we'll be talking to him. And then we are also joined by the uh, founders of Flicks for Change. We're going to do a little recap. We're also going to be joined by uh, a pretty awesome, uh, experienced, personal, I forget what it was. It was a personal stylist, uh, expert, expert personal stylist. That's what it was. Uh, Yolanda, Yolanda Marie. And Yolanda is uh, mm-hmm. very, very successful. That's going to be an interesting CEO savvy segment. But guys, this is it, guys. I want to encourage everybody to subscribe, please, to ericazuli.com, which is creeping up to an average of about a couple thousand a day right now on that website. ericazuli.com. Uh, we have a new calendar, so if you want to know what's going on, go to the ericazuli.com calendar, which is really simple to subscribe to and know what's going on. we got some fantastic events. I'll be hosting a panel, kind of the grand finale of the Spirit Summit at the Sheraton Hotel tonight. 8 o'clock to 9.30. Hope to see you guys there. And um, so many so many different things are, are happening. It's just, it's just beyond. So I encourage everybody to definitely uh, follow us and subscribe because like Frank said, there's some really amazing things happening all over the world globally. We've got the Easy Way Vietnam situation happening. We just linked up with John Leslie Brown, who will be on the stage tonight, which is Les Brown's son. Les Brown's one of the top five speakers pretty much in the world, uh, former talk show host and uh, politician. And uh, John Leslie Brown's running for governor of California, and he's an artist, and he's got a book out. He's an author, and he's got the whole leader leader lenses movement with the red glasses, if you remember, remember that. So um, 
So I, we got the Easyway MasterCard. I love that. I love that we can be on air now and say we have the Easyway MasterCard. Mm-hmm. Everybody say it with me one, one more time. Uh, MasterCard. Because I am the master and I pull people's cards. No, but uh, Easyway MasterCard is going to be available here. It's coming soon, guys, so stay tuned for that. And uh, Easyway Business will be doing a really fun business presentation on stage today and, and uh, telling you guys about some really great tools. And I encourage everybody to text the number Eight zero eight zero zero to the word Easy Way Business letter E letter Z. So you text Easy Way Business to eight zero eight zero zero if you want to know more information about the Easy Way Mastercard. <laughs> I love that. All right, so 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 guys, this is a worldwide World Talk Radio show on the Influencers Channel as well as the Variety Channel. There's some top level influencers. I'm proud to be a partner on that channel with Jeff Bernard, the CEO of Voice America, as well as the Variety Channel. And let's encourage everybody too, Frank. I mean, they got to watch my show tomorrow, prime time on uh, Sunday. KXLA Television Talk. We have a, a full-fledged talk show. It's a variety talk reality show. Something a little different. It's kind of like Arsenio Hall meets Talk Soup, meets a little Conan O'Brien, meets a little bit of Easy Way. You know, it's it's uh, it's a really yeah, fun didn't show. Didn't you tell me? Didn't you tell me you did a rework of uh, the green screen, the blue screen stuff, man? I mean, you kind of changed it up. I can't well, wait the to next, see this, the, Eric. The, the, I, well, you and uh, thousands of other people, Frank, uh, we blasted out to about 10,000-something people. We've gotten and, – and, you know, you mentioned the blast. I wanted to uh, to pop on here and show you guys uh, – or mention, because I can't show you guys. You're not watching me, but you're listening. Um, when you do a blast, you always get to know, you know, the engagement, the numbers, the, the uh, analytics. And uh, we did this blast maybe an hour ago, and we've already had 1,583 people view that email. How cool Ooh. is that? That's, that's a like nice it. little – that's a nice little conversion, I would say. Um, good, good engagement. Uh, we've had about 102 people actually engage and click on things, and so uh, we're still building our database, guys. So we definitely want you to subscribe to EasyTalk.live, subscribe to EricZuli.com, and follow the movement. Big events coming up. We got a big event coming up on November 30th at the Staples Center. I'll be speaking at. That'll be fun, uh, supporting our veterans. And um, everything's on the calendar. Like I said, shout-outs to, to Tracy Repchuk. She's got her big event coming up. Uh, and that event is on the 16th, I believe. I'm going there looking at it right now. Uh, the 16th through the 18th. And it is a um, – I mean, if you want to learn about Internet marketing, you want to learn to advance your business, I mean, she's, she's right up there with me, if not uh, better than me in some areas. I'm better than her in some areas. She's better than me in some areas. But uh, it, it's called a Business Online Mastery. And uh, she's on the Forbes Coaches Council. She spoke to 38-something different countries. And uh, if you mention Easy Way and you tell them that I sent you, you might get in for free. It's a $3,800 value. Um, and so you want to go on the ericzuli.com calendar by clicking on calendar and then click on the 16th and you'll see the business online mastery and click on register and tell her that we sent you. So that's a, that's a really awesome event. We also have a really secret event tomorrow that we might go live with. So we'll go live tonight on Facebook, on Easyway TV, on my, on my profile page. Uh, and then that's the Spirit Summit. And then tomorrow is a really secret app, uh, real top-level influencers. And Frank, did I, did I, I don't know if I mentioned, we, we joined this new organization called Live, L-I-V, uh, meetlive.com. And, and there's millionaires involved with this. And so it's, it's been a lot of fun. I've met some really major people. In fact, one of the people from Live, Aaron Fortner, is going to be on our panel tonight. And he's a seven-figured income earner, millions, millions of dollars. 
He's yeah, got that's the one we went. That's the one we. Yeah, that's the one we went to the Lucky Strike Bowl, right? We ended up uh, in that in that place. And yeah, met those yeah. three principals of that organization, and one of them, yeah, man, he's a billionaire. Yeah, they, and they, they they own a record label, they own a management company, entertainment. I mean, they're, they're, they got their hands dabbling in a lot of stuff. And so they, you know, definitely want to play with us on a digital perspective. And I'm not going to say the name, but I definitely wanted to put this out there. One of our new uh, partners, uh, Affiliates, is a, is a company that actually creates the, the digital infrastructure for Fortune 100 and 500 companies. How cool is that? Mm. Yeah, some big business deals happening in 2018. Now, now come on, Eric. Now, Eric, you got to mention that thing you got in the works in the, in the backside, man. It begins with an F, right? That magazine? F? Uh, uh, no. No, I can't. No, I don't. No, you can't? Not, Not yet. yet? Not yet? Well, Not see? Yet. I'm learning. I'm learning. They'll, they'll have to, to put that to memory, and and it'll. I don't mention anything, Frank, unless it's inked and it's tattooed on the back of my head. Okay, so uh, but yeah, guys, I'm excited about it. I, I, I think everybody's going to be excited about it. But, guys, we love our EasyWay fam. I wanted to also say thank you to all of our EasyWay fam that's been supporting us and engaging and, and uh, you know, really just uh, you know, commenting and liking and just really being there for us because we're nothing without you guys. And uh, and everybody that came out and actually supported me, we had over 150-something people come out to Flicks for Change that pop, pop, came from my email blast that came up to me and said, hey, you know, I'm a fan. I'm, I'm following you on Facebook. And mm-hmm. we took pictures together. And, and uh, it's, it's just really awesome when that happens. So I encourage you guys to come out tonight yep. do the same thing we'll take some selfies we'll have some fun so guys this is easy talk live world talk radio i'm your host eric zuli with frank hellring and we're going to go a quick commercial break and when we come back we're going to have mika fitzgerald who is an actor about 200 something tv and film projects and like i said he's in he's in um that that real big tv series that i can't remember right now what is it west westworld, westworld. Is it? Then, i want i want to say westland i was this midland I, I don't know for some reason <laughs> westworld just won't stick in my head but, all right guys we'll be right back Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Why? Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. I'm busy and so is my family. Leftover pizza and unhealthy takeout isn't really doing it for us anymore. 
Just ask my bathroom scale. That all changed when I found Freshly. For less than $10 a meal, Freshly delivers six meals a week, always fresh, never frozen, prepared by top chefs and nutritionists using the best, freshest, gluten-free ingredients. The best part is the menu is always new and fresh, just like the food, and it only takes three minutes for me to prepare breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and there's no messy cleanup and no dishes. My family loves the choices and the taste and freshly delivers to my home and my office so I eat healthy all day, every day. If you're tired of the same old cardboard delivery and takeout, try out Freshly.com today and save $20 on your first order using coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Your taste buds and your scale will thank you. So save 20 bucks today with coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. You're tuned in to Easy Talk Live. To get in touch with the show, call us now at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Also, drop easy an email at easytalklive at gmail.com. Now, back to Easy Talk Live. Hey, you're listening to Easy Talk Live. For all you entertainment fanatic fans out there, brought to you by ProductionSanDiego.com. It's time for Entertainment and More. Hey, guys, we're back. All right, Easy Talk Live. I hope that you have your pens and papers out there because we're going to be talking to some experts and, and having some fun. But, you know, ProductionSanDiego.com, which is always promoted on our commercial, I wanted to talk a little bit about them. They are building a like a 30,000-square-foot film hub in San Diego. If you're in the San Diego area at all, you definitely want to subscribe to Inspired Images Studios um, and, and make sure that you like that fans page. And uh, so before we have Mika come on, we have a, a special guest who's actually going to be on our stage tonight. We're going to go ahead and uh, we're going to bring him on. And he is the son to one of the top five speakers in the world, Les Brown. And he's running for governor of California. I wish I had a bio on him, but he needs no introduction. So we're just going to go ahead and bring him on. John <laughs> Leslie Brown. Yes, indeed. And I'll complete my bio. Emmy Award winner, one of the top five speakers in the world himself, Mamie Brown's grandbaby boy, the deal closer, the negotiator, a.k.a. the prince of possibility. How are you today, sir? You forgot to say the creator of the leader lenses, man. Ah. Hey, John, would you, John, <laughs> hey, John, would you mind recapping that, man? I can't write that fast. You know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> a.k.a. the Mother Teresa of Motivation, also known as the closer, the great negotiator, Mr. Eight Figures. Time to turn this self-development industry from a $64 billion worldwide to a $100 billion industry worldwide. Because with the Easy Way platform, we're empowering small business owners and people. Because as you know, everyone's tired of doing it the hard way. Yes, sir. <laughs> Bam. Couldn't better myself. The hard way is for yesterday, and the easy way is today. Come I on, love man. it. 
So yeah, guys, uh, we met. We met. Uh, you know, it's funny. It's funny, John. You know, I've had like twenty six different people because you know I'm a, I I sit on the board of the Speakers Coalition. You know, with James Denley and and uh, Frank Shankwitz and Dan Clark and Allison Hildebrand Larson and all these amazing people. And you know, we we play in the same circles. In fact, I looked on Facebook and our mutual friends is like two hundred. You know, and and <laughs> and there's like twenty six different people that were like trying to get me to meet you. Oh, you need to meet John. You need to meet John. I'm sure that people were doing the same thing with you. And thanks to Flicks mm-hmm. for Change and and what they what they are doing. We happened to be right right next to each other in VIP, and you were right, your set was right after I honored, you know, Frank Shankwitz, the creator of the Make a Wish Foundation, and so it's like God put us together, and 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 I mean, we've just met, and 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 the momentum's already moving. Yes, indeed, and as you know, um, one goose can fly sixty five percent further with other geese than it can by itself, and so this formation, this easy way formation is a platform for thought leaders around the world to start working locally, but thinking globally. I love it. Exactly. And, and hashtag no hate collaborate guys. Definitely support us in that movement. Hashtag John Leslie Brown, hashtag easy way. Uh, so John, yeah, then tell us your story, man. I mean, uh, you're, you're, you're obviously everybody knows your dad and, and they're starting to, you know, your, your movement is pretty strong. And, and by the way, thank you for, I don't know if you know, but you interviewed our client, uh, which is actually the sponsor for this segment, is Production San Diego Inspired Images Studios. I saw the video on Facebook, uh, Jim Ellis. Uh, and, and uh, you know, we, we're pushing that out. I think I think it got like another 200-something views that we added on top of your 200-something views. And so, like, in, in a couple hours, it's already going viral. So, man, I mean, you got a lot happening, man. So tell me, listen to the audience, what's going on in the John Leslie Brown world? Well, I'd love to talk to you about my past, but two words for that. Google me, baby. J O H N hyphen L E S L I E Brown. I'm Mamie Brown's grandbaby boy. Let me tell you about the future. We have shifted from a domestic economy to a global economy. And a third of the jobs that existed 20 years ago, they don't exist in this country today because of this global economy. And I've got some good news for you and some bad news. The bad news is those jobs aren't coming back. Okay, so there it is. Take it like a champ. Those jobs are not coming back, okay? My dad, when he was a kid, you could go to the bowling alley and and pick up the pins when the bowling ball knocked it over. Guess what? Those jobs are coming back. To go get an ice box when he was a kid, you actually put a block of ice in a little tub or to iron some clothes, you put the iron on the stove. You cannot go into the 22nd century with ironing on the stove thinking, okay? And so right now we need to be prepared for two words, and that's emerging markets. And we're putting together a world-class team of the leaders to develop a 100-year plan for America to solve some of our greatest issues, a 100-year plan for the housing crisis, a 100-year plan to make California the most business-friendly environment and take it from 47th to 1st over the next 100 years so for our K-12 through system because your 100-year plan is not about you and what you're going to drive and how much you're going to, to save and what you're going, where you're going to live. No, your 100-year plan is all about why will the world be different because you were born. I love hey, that. Hey, John, so- now, you're getting, now you're getting into my zone business, my friend. <laughs> You got the baby boomer generation out there today, right? 76 million births. Most yes. of those people are the owners of those small business communities you're talking about, right? But yes, sir. they have been incredibly resistant to digital technology changeover. 
How are you, as governor of the state of California, first of all, going to put an educational platform to basically make this more robust? But more importantly, mm-hmm. get them to buy into this technology, John. Mm-hmm. That is a great question. My sustainability uh, chairman, Mark Victor Hansen, co-author of Chicken Soup for the Soul, he has a quote that I love. He says, disrupt or be disrupted. Okay? <laughs> disrupt or be disrupted. And Alvin Toffler, the author of Future Shock, which... I think a lot of people are suffering from future shock. Uh, you don't have to be a baby boomer to suffer from future shock. I'm 33 years old, and I feel like a baby boomer sometimes. My smartphone looks still pretty dumb. <laughs> but you know what? Disrupt or be disrupted. I'm running a seven-figure business from my palm. I don't have to go into an office. We've moved from the time of brick and mortar to click and order. When you know how to, what Alvin Toffler says, The new illiterates of the world are not the ones that cannot read and write. The new illiterates of the world are the ones that cannot learn, unlearn, and relearn. And here's what we know. Uh, My my economic chairman, Chuck Vollmer, we have a strategy with Jobonomics to create 20 million new jobs in this nation, across this nation, by the year 2020, and we're already doing work in Baltimore and Florida and D.C. As your governor, I will work closely with Ben Carson, the head of HUB, to actually deal with the biggest issue. And when you look at small business owners and capturing technology and the housing crisis or the homeless issue or unsustained pension liabilities, or the, the water crisis, they all fall down to one issue. And here's the thing that we got to keep in mind. Government cannot solve our problems. People provide solutions. The real issue falls down to leadership, small business leadership, okay? Community leadership, the advocates, and advocates we trust. And what we are going to do is we have a tool that can be used to help because innovation creates new ignorance, and that tool is called leader lens. <laughs> I love and I love the branding. I love the branding on the leader lensing thing. It's kind of like what we do with uh, with Easy Way. So, so John, um, you're coming up against Gavin Newsbomb, or, or uh, I'm sorry, News, no, Gavin Newsom, um, mm-hmm. John Chang, yep. uh, Antonio Villagosa, which actually gave me my award, uh, former former mayor uh, Los Angeles, Delane uh, Easton, John Cox, Travis Allen. Uh, you know Zoltan, um, Kevin, Falk, uh, like, oh, I mean, we you know, Eric Garcetti. Like, you, you know, you're coming up against some some pretty heavy hitters, and you're a lot yeah. younger than they are. You know, you're you're. I mean, are you nervous at all? I mean, like you're 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 like the only millennial. Uh, you know, that's that's you know, Tom Steyer. Like you're, you're Ashley. I mean, you're you're coming against some serious serious players here. Are you you, you ready for this? Are you ready for this? I am definitely ready to Mark Victor Hansen, my sustainability chairman said it best disrupt or be disrupted. You're correct. I I don't have any experience in politics. I'm not a part of the permanent political class. I'm a small business owner. And for over the past 20 years, I've been a leadership consultant, helping leaders from all walks of life. And here's what Mm -hmm. we know as your governor, My job is to disrupt, to innovate, and to create real change. Not patchwork politics, not not any partisan bickering. I will 
work with Democrats and Republicans, libertarians and vegetarians, to create a hundred-year plan for California. Because when California can make the 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 difference, can when we can show a sustainable solution for our immigration issue, and and I apologize, I disagree with. Gavin Newsom, and I, I don't think that a sanctuary state is a, a, a permanent solution. It's a short-term solution, but a long-term sustainable solution, that's fast-tracking the legal immigration system for every aspiring immigrant as quickly as possible. Not only is it the smart thing to do, it's the right thing to do. But in order to do that, we need a governor that's going to work with the current administration. And the saddest thing that I see with all of these qualified leaders, which one of the things you know, competition is a disease. And leaders don't hate other leaders. We all admire the courage to serve, to be a servant leader. However, my campaign is built on running in conjunction with the president of the United States, with the great president, not running against the president. And so I will represent the four million people in California who voted for President Trump and work with our current administration to get a better deal. Hmm. Hey, John, let's uh, let's circle back to this disruptor be disrupted. OK, one of our advisory board members and whatnot, the easy way business, uh, you know, this guy is a digital uh, guru. I mean, he has clients like Bill Gates and Mark Zuckerberg and whatnot. And he relayed to me that uh, just a few months back, all of the movers and shakers in digital melt in Silicon Valley because they had one thing that they had on their agenda. And the fact is that they're playing out billions upon billions of dollars to put this digital technology out there, and they weren't getting buy-in. So they all met and whatnot around the table, and they said, what the Sam Hill is going on here? And what they all came up with after about two days, John, was the fact that they needed to start irritating them. How do you respond to that, John? I mean, can you really, as governor, sit in that chair and irritate the voter base? Uh, Well, there's a big difference between irritation and motivation. And our motto with the Easy Way community is don't, don't hate, collaborate. When you strive to irritate, that is a form of hatred. And, and the great, I mean, we have such a rich political history here in California. In 1849, the gold rush happened. In 1850, California was started. And uh, the youngest governor in our history was 30 years old, the first gov- fourth governor to serve. And he never had a college education like me, and he, but he became an attorney like me, and he studied. He came out here to be a, a gold surveyor. And right now we realize that the, the gold of the Golden State, just like President Ronald Reagan said, can be found in its people, the people. The people, the smartest place is not your smartphone. The one unhackable place on this planet is your mind. And, and when we look at what's required for the next leaders, not just a governor, the next parents, the next teachers, the next people that are going to find the cures that are going to take us into the next century as the world leader, it falls down to one thing and one thing only. Not ego, not title, not party. It falls down to authentic leadership. And authentic leadership is not about criticizing your way to the top. Authentic leadership is learning how to pull out the best in others, getting the greatest communication flowing between all the different views, and there is no one better on the planet than Mamie Brown's grandbaby boy.
I'm already governor. I'm already doing the job that a governor's job is to do. I'm already spending my lifetime working with leaders and putting together solutions for the biggest issues. I've dedicated my life to this, and as governor, I will continue to do it in a bigger and better way with the 100-year plan for California to take us from 47th in education from K through 12 to first, because if our K through 12 children, if they're not getting the best education here in California, then how can they even afford to or have the skill sets to compete in our colleges that are here? And I left California to go. I went from Crenshaw, 54th and Crenshaw, all the way to Cambridge and studied lessons in modern presidential leadership. And the one thing that we've learned is that there's no substitute for authentic leadership, and that starts with communication. I love that. Well, well said. Uh, but as an influencer, John, like anybody, I, everybody goes through their milestones. Everybody goes through their their problems. Their their tough their tough places. Can you share with us some of the milestones, some of the tough, the dark places that you've uh, you've experienced? Give us some stories Absolutely. of anything that may come come to mind. Uh, yes, I got asked this question the other day, and I have to tell you, I have not experienced any tough experience in my life. I think about my grandmother and how she scrubbed floors to give my family opportunities that, that she's not here to watch today. I think about my dad when my grandmother was arrested for selling moonshine, and he had to go out, and his other brothers and sisters he had to go out and sell bottle caps and, and mow lawns and do different things. We are in the most pow- empowering times ever. We are in the age of the entrepreneur. We're in the time where if you're a small business owner, the traditional economy, that's only growing at 1.5 to 1.7%. But the new economy, that digital economy, which has seven different market segments there, the mobile economy, the app economy, automation, bot technology, that's growing at 15% worldwide. 15%, Man. that means there are so many more opportunities. That's why Easyway has over 100 million people at the click of a button. That's why, because Seth Godlin was right. Internet eliminates geography. And yeah. as we look towards the future, the, the one thing that, I, I, that inspires me and, and that keeps me going is knowing that this is the best time to be alive. This well, is the you know, most exciting time to be alive. And now today, we can make the progress that our ancestors dreamed of. Well, John, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to nickname you Jesus because I don't know anybody <laughs> that has that. that, that I, 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 that's, that's pretty awesome. I want to know how you never went through any milestones or any problems or any, anything. No, Jesus I, Christ I is my Lord and Savior. And, and, and when I say I didn't go to a milestone, it's because Napoleon Hills was right. Every adversity has within it an equal seed of equivalent opportunity. And even four years ago, I ran for governor. I, I, I actually uh, started studying the issues. I built a world-class team. I got people that were interested in pushing me and backing me. I was only 28 years old, and I came three signatures short of actually making it on the ballot. And mm-hmm. there, I remember, I had already celebrated. I was ready to give all my speeches. I had been practicing. And there I was crying and, 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 and feeling like I couldn't show my face again, embarrassed. And you know what? I was wrong. The fact of the matter is we are in the land of the free and the home of the brave. And if you are brave, if you've got the dignity to go out and to fight for your dream, 
to work day and night for your dream, and you're going to face some disappointments. You're going to have some rejections. You're going to have some people sabotage you. You're going to have some people call you names and disagree with you and have differing views that get you upset. But that's what makes us America, baby. And I got a message for the world. I've got a message for, for from Crenshaw to Cambridge. I've got a message from Pasadena to Palestine. Get off my president's back. Stay away from my <laughs> leaders. Stop talking about our leadership. Leaders don't hate other leaders because true yeah. leadership is about pulling out the best in others and helping each other soar. And by soar, I mean stretch over all restrictions. And the only restrictions that's facing our generation is the limited belief system that it's not our time. This is the time right now. This election cycle, right now, we've got a small window of opportunity to make a stand for what we stand for. Do we stand for tolerance? Do we stand for innovation? Do we stand for, for cures and for new industries that are unborn by thought leaders that can turn a napkin idea into an enterprise? Do we represent the tycoons or the critics? And if you want it the easy way, if you want it the easy way, then sometimes you realize you got to do what is hard. And it's hard to study. It's hard to discipline yourself. It's hard to listen to beliefs that are different from you and still have love and admiration. That's why I love Democrats. And but I'm a proud Republican and I am rebuilding the California Republican Party. Because I love, I love the, the I love Republican the confidence Party in your voice, man. Uh, you know, that's Abraham one thing I loved about when, when I when I met you. Like you. you 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 believe in what you say, and and you know mindset is one of the most powerful forms of success. If you see it, you believe it, it it comes to fruition. It it happens. And uh, hey, you know, I'm I, guys. I'm we're gonna bring in. We have uh, some other special guests that's gonna come on, and and uh, we wanna we wanna and, and we were all kind of part of this the the Flix for Change stage family. Uh, guys, without further ado, we're gonna go ahead and bring in Andrew Steele and James Hawthorne. Uh, the founders oh. of Flicks for Change to, to, to talk about a recap of Flicks for Change. Now, John Leslie Brown performed after me honoring the creator of Make-A-Wish Foundation, Frank Shankwitz. It was a three-day event, sold out. Andrew Steele is the star of the movie Wish Man, and James held it down on the stage hosting everything. Welcome to the show, James and Andrew. Thanks hey, for having thank us, you, Eric. And how you doing, John? Good to, good to hear you again. Good, good to hear you. Can you like me? John, you still there? Yeah, okay. You may, sometimes the mute button you know, gets clicked and we, we never know. So, yeah, so, so uh, the, Andrew and James asked how you're doing. I mean, we're all family, man. Flicks for Change family all day long. Flicks for, for change. change. Come on, stay with Thank me. Flicks so for Change. <laughs> Flicks for Change. Flicks for Change. What, a, what a phenomenal event. Thank you guys so much. You all are. Hey, Andrew and James, welcome to the show. Nice to have you on. Hey, thank, thank you, you. and uh, and John and Eric, both of you guys. Thanks so much for everything you did to, to help make the event a success. And uh, John, it was it was an electric way to start the night on Monday, and we're so excited to have you on our stage. I consider myself uh, very lucky for having met you just a couple days before. And it really thank is you. No, I appreciate like you, that. and thank you but, for sharing but, those tips about what we could do in the film industry to make it more friendly for. Uh, filmmakers so that we could actually keep <laughs> Hollywood films so that we can film in Hollywood again. That's important. Reducing the regulation and taxation that stops many movies from being filmed here in TV shows. Could you talk a little bit about that today? 
Are yeah, you taking over yeah, my we, job you know, now, John? What, 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 what? I'm the one that asks the questions on the show here. Uh, hey, John, sorry. I don't you, even you try that You go wear your bigger lenses. I'm asking the questions. So why don't you go, guys go ahead and answer this question, which is my question. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that was a good question. John. Go ahead, guys. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, it, it's, it's important that, you know, no matter what state you're in, that artists have an opportunity to make the kind of art that, you know, that, that can change the world. I mean, making a film is no small feat. It takes so much cooperation amongst the entire team. It takes a lot of selflessness. The selfishness of one can, you know, can ruin the whole, can ruin the whole project. Uh, and I'm going to toss this over to, to Andrew because he, he just got off set where, where they shot what's going to be an amazing feature film. And I, I think 28 days, I was talking to Theo Davies, a director who, spoke on our panel on, on Monday night. And, uh, I mean, Andrew, just how many people had to come together? How many months of planning and work went into, you know, e- even just, just you preparing to play one role, you know, the, the lead role. But when you talk about all the different elements, I mean, what was it like being on that set? Because the, the thing I want to convey is that artists need every opportunity that, that they can get to make their art because it's hard. Am I right? Yeah, I, it, it is hard, and you know, like from from conception to you know theater writing it, and then you know ghostwriters, and, and uh, actually there was no ghostwriters. There was another line producer that was doing doing some um, you know. So, so anyway, so the, you've got the script, you've got uh, all the technical production team. So there's probably about a hundred crew, um, and then you've got post production, and everyone that's coming together. You've got your catering, you got all this kind of stuff, and it's really it centers to. What is the message? What is the story? How can we change? Um, it, ideally, that, that these are the films that are being made, and um, uh, yeah, it, it takes takes a definitely a village to, to raise that child. And at, at any point along the way, um, there can be a, a hurdle or a bump that stops the whole production and stops it from getting pushed forward. So yeah, it's, as James is saying, it's important, you know, wherever you are, that that. Um, Ideally, the government will be helping uh, struggling artists and even successful artists to, to keep the art being strong in that area. And, you know, one of the discussions we had was that um, we shot we shot in Arizona, which had no tax, uh, you know, incentives. So effectively, you know, if we had we gone to New Mexico, we could have, you know, saved us 30% of that production. But we wanted to be authentic to the story, which is a Prescott story, which is, a, is where Frank, you know, grew up and... And uh, so that's where the story is. And, you know, John, you, you say there are a lot of, you know, films that are moving out to different places. But I think it also, on the flip side, it gives those other places an opportunity to grow their art. And then, you know, it's all good, you know, for L.A. to be sitting, you know, Hollywood to be sitting high and mighty on, on their throne. But if, if people don't challenge them, then the quality of the L.A. work and, and also... The tax rebates, as you're talking about in LA, that they're, they're non-existent. So if there is more of this um, competition from other states, it gives LA the you know a bit of the the impetus to to make some of those changes, so that we can keep the you know incredible films here and you know have other opportunities for other states. But I think the more competition there is, the better for the whole industry. And look, the world really does look to to the USA. I know Australia does looks to the USA to see what kind of quality content there is. So the bigger, you know, bigger incentives LA gives, then the bigger incentives the rest of the world is going to give, and I think the art's going to be stronger and stronger as it goes. Well, well said, Andrew. Yeah, and James, I, you know, uh, I, I want to really give you guys a real strong spotlight because I, I, I said it once, and I've now said it almost twenty times. You guys are going to be the Sundance for nonprofit, and we have some amazing influencers on here, and our guest today is. Uh, 
the one and only John Leslie Brown. And John, you had a good experience at the at the event. So in your eyes, um, if you could recap your experience at Flicks for Change, your first experience at Flicks for Change, um, can you go ahead and do that for us? Yes. Well, when you arrive, you got to understand, you, it's not like walking into a theater. You're like It's like walking into a, a superstar's home. They had everything lined out. When you see the red carpet, I just couldn't wait for my mom to arrive so I could walk the red carpet <laughs> with her. And we made hey, your mom's awesome, by the way. Shout out to your mom. Yes, yes. Thank you very much. Hashtag my mom's awesome and your dad's awesome too. <laughs> <laughs> and and on the red carpet, it's not just about oh who dropped the latest single or or who's got the hottest movie. It's about who's advocating for what issues and what their film could do. And so when we kicked off, when I just walked inside, my breath was taken away. I went to the audiovisual guy and I knew this was serious. I called three more friends. I said, come on. I said, you know, come on out, turn off your TV. I'm about to come on the air, you know. <laughs> 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 and when we go into the film, it is so tough. I, I've made a couple of films as well with Joseph Gordon-Levitt, my mentor in filmmaking, and hit record. But it is so tough to, to be creative nowadays and do something different that has a message. The films were just so impactful. There was just this spirit of collaborative energy. We're surrounded by nonprofit organizations that are not just talking about it, and, and, but are doing something about it. And it was just something that I want to be a part of in the future. And it reminds us about what makes California so special. Because without, if government does not stand in the way, people will provide the solutions. And because of the lack of tax incentives from California, it's forced many films who, filmmakers who would love to shoot here, it's just forced a lot of business to other states. And I disagree with the fact that we should give them other states opportunities. They've had that for enough now. Let's bring some film jobs back into California and get some tax incentives to make your film and to keep your film here. Thank you very much. That's my you know, James and Andrew, hey, you, you seem to have a common theme uh, that both of you said on the show today, struggling actors and actresses. Uh, now that we have our MasterCard platform coming up, Eric has a tremendous, tremendous passion to help struggling artists and whatnot, you know, obviously with their, their stage time, their interviews, their auditions, things like that. It all costs money, and I know you all well know that. We are in this midst. Our, our yeah, artists we're in the midst a lot of things of I want to point out to we this believe. isn't just like music artists. We want to help everybody from filmmakers yeah, to producers I mean, to writers to artists to nonprofit people. I mean, artists could be a very wide range. But, yeah, I'd uh, love, to, love to hear your, your, your opinion on the artist and the independent aspect of uh, Flicks for Change, guys. I mean, you know, we most of the films that we screen are films that I think a lot of people would never see you know, if, if they're not given a platform. And, uh, you know, John, you, you talk about giving people the opportunity to make those films. That's the very, very important step one. And a lot of people come to L.A. because this is where they, you know, know all the creatives are. This is where, you know, the industry happens. And we need to take advantage of all of this talent that's present. That's the, the number one reason I advocate and support everything you can do to, you know, lower the, the barrier for films to be made here in California. And secondly, all, all the films that, you know, we show are independent. And uh, 
luckily with technology being more accessible these days, it's, it's easier to, to make quality film at a lower cost. But because there's so much media saturation these days, I, I really think that our society suffer, suffers a bit from stimulus overload. And a lot of it, you know, and, and I'm not talking about art necessarily. I'm talking about all the noise, all the talk, all the media, all the pictures, you know, on Instagram, all everything. There's just so much stuff. How do you find the diamonds in the rough? How do you find the, the content that's going to inspire and motivate? And so all we want to do is, you know, keep giving those independent filmmakers that platform and that opportunity. And that's why, Eric, working with Corey uh, was such a blessing. So I, we appreciate that introduction. He's just been tremendous in, in helping us turn that into a reality with revamping our website and the app. And, and that's really going to be, you know, the future. We're going to have events in other cities, but an event has a beginning date and an end date. And a community doesn't have any of those things. A community is all the time year-round. And and that's really, I think, going to be our future, having this community through the app and website where this content can be seen all the time and can change yeah, lives. You know, it's, you know, it's a digital age, James, and, and uh, you know, Corey is part of the part of the EasyWay team, and, and that's what we do. We develop websites, we develop apps, and that's just, everybody definitely check out flicksforchange.org. There's a really fantastic app coming out, and it's going to be very interactive. And you know, to give people more of an idea of Flicks for Change, why don't you guys go ahead and recap this says this is the recap time, day one, day two, and day three. And then talk a little bit about 2018, what you guys have planned. Andrew, do you want to you take one part? I'll, I'll take the second part. You want to tag team this one, buddy? Yeah, sure, sure. So opening up the program, um, you know, the films that we screened, there was an incredible uh, film called Tanya, which is, um, which is set in a hotel, a hotel room with, with a young girl that's 12 or 14 in the film I think she is and and she um, she's she's a prostitute she's been put there by you know not by her her doings but she's she's in so it, it, it's, a, it's a film that's um, produced by a group called the Hidden Tears Project and they, they work to, to raise uh, awareness for human trafficking and so this was uh, this is a 15 minute film which packed a, a huge punch um, I think next after that we had Running on Empty which is a which is a, a documentary which um, shows uh, a, a soldier, a veteran, running literally across the United States, very much like a 3,600 uh, miles he, he covered. Forrest Gump, yeah. So how long did that take him? It took him a pretty long time, but he was running every single day. And so that's the 34 minute of that. So you can see already from that the, the, the diversity. Um, yeah, uh, human trafficking and... Um, and Veterans Affairs is definitely something that we focused on there. Another film that we had was a film called The Talk, um, which talks about uh, the talk that a, that a father has to his son of African-American uh, descent, and then he goes out into the world um, and he ends up getting shot um, by, by a disgruntled person at a service station because his music was too loud. And so, you know, what, so this, is, this is just a snapshot of our first night. What's incredible is we have all these different um, uh, diverse topics, but then we have people from heads of nonprofits, people that have been in those communities that have experienced these kind of things, and then with the rest of our audience, we talk about these themes and 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 what we can do to, to you know create you know break down the the, the, the communication barriers and um, and really kind of listen to each other and, and figure out some ways we can do things. Um, you know, we had um, incredible musical acts. Um, uh, Tiffany Nicole, um, she um, she 
she sang a song called The Need, which which is focused on uh, homeless the homeless population and and what it is to you know to show a little love to somebody in need. Um, that was great. Do you want to do you want to take us through day two? Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, I you know Sunday Monday we we had a packed house and we we knew that we were going to have a lot of people, but uh, Boomtown Brewery is a massive venue. I mean, you know, massive, and we were just so thrilled to have you know a packed house Sunday and Monday night. And Monday night was was really special. It, it felt like that everybody was in that crowd. You know, was was so passionate about the films and the topics. Our panel discussion that night went to eleven forty five p.m. on a Monday, and we. We still had 60 people sitting in the seats at 11.45, engaging with the panelists. There were tears. There were people cheering. There were, at one point, the owner of the venue comes in, and he, he, he's all business. He, he jokes that I, I never get involved. I, 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 don't, I don't raise my hand and talk. And he comes and sits in our crowd, and I, I'm, I'm thinking he's doing that to try to give me the signal to wrap it up there on stage. He raises his hand and drops in a comment at like 11.40 p.m., and, mm-hmm. and, you know, at that point, we, we, we were start, I started to try to wrap it up, and then he jumps up again, and he gives me the, the fingers rolling forward, meaning keep it going, keep it going. He said to us he had never seen anything like that in his life, and that, that was such a, a special compliment, you know, to me and, and to our audience. I mean, some of them got there at 545, and, and six hours later, they're, they're still there engaging in these issues. And, you know, uh, Monday night, as far as the, the content goes, uh, James, we, can, we I, covered, can I just add uh, one more thing for? Can I just add one more quick thing for Sunday night? And just talking about how yeah. current uh, the festival is. There was a film called Vote No on Gay Marriage, and that was a comedy film. It's a sarcastic kind of title, and and basically that's talking about the Australian plight of there was the referendum about you know legalizing gay marriage in Australia, and that played on Sunday night. On Monday, um, the the law got passed. Gay gay marriage in Australia is legal now. So that was a film that we played literally talking about that, and then the next day it changed. And now I'm not saying it's because we, we showed the film, but I'm just saying we've got the <laughs> finger on the pulse with important issues. James, take it away from Monday. Yeah, that, that was an incredible uh, piece of timing right there. It was, it was really cool to be able to show that film and then have that, that news come through. You know, it, it's great to see progress internationally, you know, as well as here within you know, the borders of the U.S. And, um, Monday was a real mix. We, we, we talked a lot about, uh, about uh, disease, focus on cancer, the way it affects different people and what we can do about it. And uh, we also focused on something that a lot of people don't know is a socially conscious topic, you know, this idea of image and the way we, you know, look at ourselves and the way we view ourselves. And um, we looked at uh, dating in your 80s, and uh, we dealt with how people deal with death. And I think that's an important topic because... You only get this short time here on this planet, and it's so easy now more than ever to get distracted, you know, but if you can figure out who you are and be that authentic person no matter what, you know, you have a fertile ground in in your soul, your mind, your spirit to be a catalyst for change, and that's one takeaway that that I got from watching our our content this year and, and our films, and you know, I, I'm really curious to see how our audience responds to that on Monday. You know, people stayed really late to talk about those issues. Uh, Tuesday, we focused a lot on disability, you know, and uh, our winning film for the whole festival. Uh, Judges' Jeremy Choice and, uh, yeah, Jeremy the Dud and uh, one of our Audience Choice Awards. Um, just turned the whole notion of disability on its head. 
And there's a, everybody in the film was a disabled actor. Talk about, you know, giving opportunities to actors who really deserve it and often get overlooked. One of our panelists, uh, Andrew, please, Dawn, please remind Dawn me. Uh, yeah, Dawn, Dawn what, what? She's a filmmaker and actress and, and performer herself, a sit-down comedian, as she says, as a disabled actress. And um, she's not, everybody she's not in the film. To stand. Yeah, she's she not said qualified she's not qualified to stand. And she made a really interesting point. She says, you know, they're getting able-bodied actors to play disabled people. And even with uh, Eddie, Eddie Redmayne when he was uh, playing, I guess, Stephen Hawking. Um, you know, and so uh, to, to, to show a film where every actor had one version of a, of a disability or another, and then they had one uh, able-bodied individual, and he was essentially a, a dud, was the joke. And he, was, he, he couldn't get a job because he was without specialty. And, you know, our audience was, was it took them a few minutes to kind of get what was going on and the whole flip of... of the perspective on, on what it is to be disabled. And once they did, they were laughing and they were, so I, I just love when you can, when you can take storytelling, you know, and, and you can, you can reach people through laughter about issues that are often taboo. You have people that are laughing out loud in a room together instead of avoiding the discussion completely. And so yeah. films like that just make me so excited to, to do what I'm doing here with Andrew um, you know, on Tuesday we had another almost full house and we had our awards night and thanks to some of our sponsors, we were able to give, uh, Jeremy, the dud, the, the, the filmmakers, Ryan, we were able to give them up to a hundred thousand dollars in matched production value. So that's thanks to movie maker magazine. Um, you know, if, if they raise 25 to a hundred grand, they'll match it and give them that value in locations, productions, post-production services and, you know, for, for a second-year film festival to be able to award a worthy filmmaker that kind of, you know, prize, just, it felt so cool to be able to do that for them. So, well, you know, we're just excited. You guys, you guys uh, you did a fantastic job, and, and I'll, I'll say easy way as, you know, support a little bit on the distribution side. I, I talked to a, a partner of ours who actually is the company that does the infrastructure for movie time and some of the big, really, really big companies, Amazon, things like that. And uh, I did present to them some of the content and the covers that we did. Yeah, as you can see, Flicks for Change uh, on Getty Images, and you'll see a, 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 a coverage coming out on Actors Reporter as well as Easy With TV. Uh, John, John Leslie Brown did his thing on stage. I did my thing on stage. And I met some amazing people on the panel, thanks to you guys and Flicks for Change. And we're moving and grooving, doing some business together. And, and so it was really a great networking experience as well. I want to add that. And uh, so, so before we close and go to our, our commercial break, we have our next segment after this, CEO Savvy. Really appreciate you guys coming on and a great recap. And I encourage any of my listeners uh, to definitely check out flickforchange.org. And also, all the films that they're talking about will be available on the site in the app, right? They're already available. They're available now. They're available on now. The okay. And on the App Store app. Okay, and you know, I, I want to give myself a little, bow, a little rub on the shoulders. Uh, you know, I think I think we contributed a little bit, and if you could get, give us a little bit of a testimony on, on how the Easy Way experience and how we contributed to Flix for Change, we'd, I'd appreciate that. Well, I mean, I, absolutely. I, I just have to say that, you know, this is an idea in Andrew's mind 18 months ago, and that's it. None of us had any experience putting on an event or running a festival, and you don't know what you don't know. And Eric was incredible about laying out for us all the things that needed to happen, that should happen. And, you know, he, he's a great collaborator because, you know, at the end of the day, when you're creating a business and a brand and it's your baby, you're not always going to agree. And, and to, be, to be clearly honest, 
we didn't agree on everything. But, you know, what we did agree on, you know, it was incredibly valuable. And, I mean, we and Eric supported us 100% no matter what. And that was, you know, really good to know that we had, you know, a friend and, you know, a mentor and somebody who really understands the business of putting on an event and, and promotions uh, in Eric. And, you know, there were so many people that we met that really took us to the next level, including, you know, Corey for our app design and our web and, um, you know, Jose, so many others. from WPA. Jose. Events. Oh, he was terrific. Absolutely terrific for helping us, you know, put on the all the logistics of, you know, the chairs, the red carpet. The red carpet. Yeah. The, 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 the event would have been an, a, a no-go without, without these incredible people that, uh, that Eric introduced us to. And, uh, you know, we had been working together on this for nine, ten months. And, you know, there was, there was so, there were so many opportunities that you brought to us that we, we had to bring on additional staff to, to kind of sift through it and say, ah, how do we keep up with all this? We, we, were, we were joking that, that Eric has either figured out how to clone himself or how not to sleep because the guy's everywhere. So, uh, you know, I, I just have to say that, if, if, especially if you're, whether you're just beginning or whether you're looking to, you know, take your brand to the next level, uh, you know, Eric and Easy Way did, did help us out uh, tremendously. So, thank you, Thank brother. you, James. I really appreciate that. Andrew, what's your opinion? I can care with that, my friend. No, just you know, just to um, repeat slightly what James has said, you, you would come, you would come to the table with a lot of different options, and you'd be passionate about things. So you thought that was the best way it should go, and then you know, if we decided that wasn't the best way, you go, all right, you know, you, every time you go, all good, it's your show, you do guys what you want. I'm just suggesting op- options, um, but let's try this route then, and then you'd be on to the next thing, and then we have to catch, try and keep up with all these other opportunities and options. So that's an incredibly great problem to have. Um, so, yeah, thank you, Eric, and easy way for all your hard work. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I, I plan on ro- definitely rolling with the, uh, the Flicks for Change train. And uh, so, John Leslie, if you're still there with us, uh, you're going to be on the stage tonight. Uh, talk to everybody a little bit about what you're going to be doing on the stage and wh- what you want to talk about on the panel. We have about another minute until we go to commercial break. But John's not there because John's an important person. He probably dropped off. <laughs> I guess this, is, this is Easy Talk Live. Thank you, James and Andrew, for coming on. When we come back, and, and please stick with us if you, if you, if you like. Uh, when we come back, we have a pretty advanced expert in the uh, personal styling fashion genre. Uh, Hello. Hey, look! I got I got an echo. That's kind of cool. I, that's that's a new technology thing. I maybe I'm just hearing it in my ear. Okay, <laughs> all right, guys. It's easy to talk about. We're gonna go to a quick commercial break. Um, thank you so much. We will be back with Yolanda and CEO Savvy. the experts call toll free right now 1-866-472-5787 Hello? and ask our all-star team to answer your question that's 1-866-472-5787 thank you for calling voiceamerica.com have you become a member yet sign up now to become a member of voice america it's always free and easy 
Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. Voiceamerica.com. You're tuned in to Easy Talk Live. To get in touch with the show, call us now at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Also, drop easy an email at easytalklive at gmail.com. Now, back to Easy Talk Live. Hey there, Easy Way fam and those who want to be a part. Are you a small Can they hear us right now? Yeah, we are live on air. Here we go. I don't know what's going on. We have technical difficulties, engineer technical difficulties. Things are dropping here and there. But that's the beauty of the Easy Talk Live show. It's a freestyle show, and we do not script anything. And we enjoy these mistakes because, you you know, when you're on stage, guys, and you if you if you are, are say, dancing and you, and you hurt your ankle or you trip or something, you know what you do is you roll and you stop and you make it seem like it's part of the show. And then you have, if you have to, you sit on the stage and you do the rest of the show. You know what I mean? Like you're going to have mistakes here and there, but that's the beauty of a freestyle show. Easy Talk Live, guys. We have a really fantastic guest coming on. Uh, her name is Yolanda Marie, and Yolanda has a very long resume. I don't want to read. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's too long to read. But Yolanda, at the age of 19, uh, Yolanda Marie decided to put college on hold and go and discover what she really wanted to do with her life. I picked a specific portion of her, her bio here. She landed high paying jobs in the young age. She went to real estate school and landed in a job processing home and loans. She worked with uh, telecom companies selling their products, willing and dealing with CEOs and CFOs. She became a CEO uh, herself. And we're going to go ahead and hear her story. Welcome to the show. Easy Talk Live, Yolanda Marie. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. And we're joined with us, guys, is also our, our, our CEO Savvy segment host, uh, uh, special guest featured host, Dr. Dante Sears. Hey, everyone. How's it going? Happy Saturday. Hey, Yolanda. Whoa, Great that, to see you on the show. That's loud. You're, you're a little close Thank to the microphone now. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> So, so yeah, guys, let's get right into it. Uh, Yolanda, you've, you, you've been a CEO for a little bit. Uh, you know, tell us your story. Well, half of it is on that piece of paper in front of me. Which you. I don't want to read. It's but, too long. <laughs> yeah, but, my, you know, for me, I've, um, I've come from the inner city projects of Compton, and currently now I live in Calabasas. And 
at a very young age, at the age of 16, I, I kind of had, um, I don't know if anyone read Rich Dad, Poor Dad before. Have you? Sharon Lecter is actually a good friend of ours. She's she's one of our our Easy Way influencer supporters, and she actually created Rich Dad Poor Dad, I believe, with uh, with one of her other partners. Or am I off? Is that no? Robert Kiyosaki wrote Rich Dad Poor Dad. Sharon Lecter is a co-author with Robert Kiyosaki in the Cashflow College. Yeah, but that's what I'm talking about. She's one of the co-creators of Rich Dad Poor Dad. So I'm right. No, no, she didn't have anything to do with Rich Dad Poor Dad. You're almost there. But she's involved with the book, is she not? No, one of the books in the series. But, okay. And Rich Dad, Poor Dad tours what you're talking about. Okay, well, see, that's why I have co-hosts, guys, because, uh, you know, like I said, you make mistakes every now and then on the show. Okay, Yolanda, back to you. <laughs> yeah, so um, so I grew up poor, and but I did have a rich dad, meaning not my father, but one of my best friends, her father was wealthy. And at the age of 16, he started giving me personal development books and um, financial education books, which I didn't know what I was reading at the time. But what it did was it kind of sparked this um, this interest to kind of one day maybe have my own business. But it wasn't until I started working and I saw how well I performed and the fact that I didn't do very well in the corporate situation that I really realized that I was an entrepreneur. I didn't like the corporate setting of being in this box. I could not innovate. And, and I always got fired <laughs> because of it. I was, I was a, a force that was too much for the, the corporate world. And so after doing years in corporate sales, I really decided, you know what, listen, I love fashion. Why not just go for it? And just like that, um, I walked away from my cushy corporate um, high-paying job to venture out into the fashion industry. And in that, during that time, I really didn't know exactly what my – passion what fashion was I just knew that I loved it visually I loved shopping etc etc but getting in on the um, administrative side I was an account executive what I did was I opened some doors for myself I opened some doors into first styling a television show then I went to styling a movie and I had no clue what I was doing I had no clue on opening night of a television show um, I'm sitting there like putting together a fashion show and everything comes out successful. I'm just like, wow, you know, this is crazy. I went from this girl working corporate sales to within like a year, I'm sitting at a board of a production company. I'm the person who's taking care of intermission with the fashion show. I'm styling the show. Where is this going to take me? And so that led to one thing and another. And I fell in love with styling. I fell in love with the the, the creative aspect of having my hands on and really playing dress up. And so as I did that for a while, I started thinking, well, you know, I want to do this, but if I'm going to do it, I want to do it as my own business, right? So I decided to go back to work for someone else so I could learn a little bit more and then um, take that into my own business. So I went and got a job in um, luxury retail in the men's department. I'm like, I need to learn how to dress a man like, boom, just like that. So... I did that, and I learned a lot. I, I, had, I have a very keen eye for dressing men through that experience. And, and during that process, I got, to, I got to style someone, and it was Rob Lorenz. I don't know if any of you have heard of him, but he's, he, he's partners with Clint Eastwood and their production company. They've done a lot of big movies. And his wife called me one day as a referral to style him for Cannes Film Festival. And I remember one day he called me, and at my store, and he said, you know, um, 
did you see me? Did you watch the Laker game last night? I was sitting in the front row. And I was like, oh, no. I, you know, he's like, I was wearing one of the outfits you styled. And he says, you know, thank you so much. I've never felt so confident. I never knew that I can look that good. And I never knew that I could feel so good just through how I, what I was wearing. And that did something for me. Like that day, that meant more to me than anything else I had ever heard as a stylist was how I kind of changed someone's life, how I changed the way they even feel about themselves and how they're perceived. And I, I fell in love with that. And I kind of just took that with me and I thought, huh, one day I'm going to figure out how, to, how this is going to all play together. So to make a longer story short, I ended up getting pregnant. I, I got put on um, bed rest. And I had the luxury to be able to stay home with my children, so I did that. So for five and a half years, I was at home with my kids, and I was waiting for them to go off to preschool, and I knew I wanted to go back to work. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to go back. I want to do styling. I I miss it. I want it. And um, and during this process, I was trying to decide how I want to do this. So should I go back to school and get a formal education? And then, um, but nothing was looking... Or nothing had taken, I didn't want to go to Fitums. It wasn't about fashion for me anymore. It was about personal style. And I had gone through a journey of transitioning into being divorced. And there was a very low period that I went through where I just walked around like in sweat and baseball caps and glasses because I was hiding myself and I was unhappy and and I didn't feel well. And a lot of that had to do with how I was allowing myself to present myself out there. And so during this process of going, going, going into a divorce, um, I did a lot of personal development more than I had ever done in my whole life. And so it was during that time I actually just sat down, put the ideas of school to science, and just wrote out a business plan. And in my business plan, I decided that I really wanted to um, help people through my business. How can I do what I love, the styling aspect, but also help people who possibly have been through some of the same trials and tribulations that I, that I have gone through and that are stuck. And for a lot of us who have been stuck and we've come to the other side of that, there's this revelation that almost happens like, man, I want, I want to help people. I, didn't, I know I didn't go through all this just to come to the other side and be like, cool, I made it to the other side. There was just this deep, I love innate that. desire I, 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 I have, to, I, to help. I have to say, I so have to say, Yolanda, I, I, to, I, I, don't want to, I don't want to interrupt you, but, but when you say that you, you want to help people and you want, to, you want to give back, then that's what gets me really motivated because when I, when I started, I literally created a YouTube channel to give Influencers would let people know what they need to know to succeed their goals. And, you know, God will reward you when you try to open doors for, for others. So I just wanted to pop that in. Go ahead. Continue with your story. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So it was through this journey um, that I was like, you know what? I, I, I had to help others. So I went back to looking. After I wrote my business plan, I went back into looking into going to school. And I just so happened to found a school that actually taught both life coaching and personal styling. And to me, it was just like, whoa, like I sat down, I exactly what I wanted to do, went back to Google <laughs> and I found it. I found a combination of the two things that I wanted to do. It was through that process. I went back to school again to study NLP, which is neuro linguistic programming. 
the study that which took me through another personal development journey that was amazing for me and just re- what's really made me excited to just really work with people. So for me, where a lot of personal stylists will take on the role as like fashion expert, even though I keep up with, with, with all the different fashion trends, I really focus on personal style. And I focus on personal style in combination with life coaching because the fact of the matter is is that everything works together, right? If we look at everyone out there, we all have goals. We all have a destination that we want Mm -hmm. to be, whatever Mm -hmm. that is for us, right? Success looks a certain way for all of us. But what happens a lot of times is, is that we can want one thing, but then we're living a lifestyle that's taking us down a completely different path. So, and, and, it does, and at that point, it doesn't even matter if we look the part. The fact of the matter is that our lifestyle is not even in alignment or it's not congruent what we truly desire. So what I do is I use personal style, really, as a few different ways. Number one, as a personal style, I, I style anyone from special occasions, um, for professionals, for branding purposes, right? Hey, we got something in common. Uh, excuse me. You, you mentioned the magic word. I, I was I was considered the brand master by a couple of our our clients. So you mentioned branding. So that's the magic word of the day. I had to say, hey, oh, branding is branding is is the key to really kind of building rapport with people without even talking to them. You know. So um, so anyway, so then moving forward, I do style coaching, which I combined. I combine styling with life coaching, and that's just using personal image as a starting point or a gateway to really start helping people investing in themselves and helping them to create a lifestyle that's congruent with their goals. So at the end of uh, my clients working with me, not only will they have gone through an external transformation, everything from possibly their hair, maybe they've had skin issues, maybe they have weight problems, their wardrobe, right? Also now, there's a lifestyle shift. There's a change that has taken place in their lifestyle where they're, they're now taking action and their life, or they've created a style that is, that is in alignment with where they truly want to go. And so Please. the amazing part about that is that a lot of people going into it have no clue what they want. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that's I think an interesting okay, point, you Yolanda. Yeah. I want to ask you something. So, you know, I know sure. you style men and you just had your um, scotch and swatch party just this past weekend with, um, well, with, well, why don't you tell, tell us a little bit about it? And then I have a question for you. Give us a quick little, you know, tell the audience a little bit about that party you just did. Well, I, re- I recently just added a couple of different new additions to my styling business. I added a luxury custom and made to measures men's clothing line. We're talking about. Um, the fabrics we use are from world-renowned, world-renowned fashion mills in Italy, such as, okay, I can't um, say this particular thing in marketing because I can get a slap on the hand. But anyway, one of the... No, no, say it. We like brands, the slap on the hands. Yes. <laughs> no, no, no. For me, I'm like, oh, no. God forbid I get, you know, whatever. But anyway, so superb quality in make. And what the company has done is they've taken luxury luxury. Um, quality clothing and custom clothing and they took out the middleman, right? So you're able to now get custom made 
top quality clothing without the high designer prices. So, you're so saying, like, most where of our clients are going to be between two and eight times than they would in department stores while having, having everything custom made. So, as so a when stylist, someone's looking at together, you and you have like these really fine details, is that the kind of clothing that we're talking about? We're talking about the client having options of, of, of deciding what kind of custom collars and buttons, getting their monograms on their clothing, deciding the exact fit that they want their, their clothing. And um, fabric, you have a choice of field of fabric that you want to wear. We can design a wardrobe that's for your travel. Certain shirts are made better. So there's a, there's a process that we go through, which is very exciting because most men either don't like shopping Mm-hmm. And when they do shop, have to get alterations, and they hate that process as well. I, I like oh. I like shopping. I, I go live on Facebook, and I ask my fans, "What should I get?" Speaking of shopping, Yolanda and men, actually, you know, I've been trying to suggest to um, <clears throat> our host here that possibly you might that he might uh, want to engage in some of those kind of details. Now, you know, Eric he dresses amazing. He has some really nice suits, but I wonder what kind of um, what yeah, kind be careful of tips here, would you this have, is, this is my have show. for him? Because, you know, <laughs> Eric, he's his own personality. He has his own personal style. But, of course, he likes to wear his pants a little bit baggier instead of that sort of slim fit that's in right now. And that's like his thing, you know. So how would someone like him blend those two things together where he can have sort of his fit and also, you know, make things fit in or is he doing a perfect job of that already we're, we're, we're gonna we're gonna play a game here Yolanda uh, I, I, I speak a lot of places I do a lot of things I'm sure you, you researched me or I hope I hope you did um, you know how would how would you dress how would you style how, what would you make me look like if I was gonna be walking a carpet um, at the Oscars let's just say like a big carpet yeah what would you change about his look I mean is his dressing style well the thing is for me at first I would sit down with you and kind of get a sense of your personality because at the end of the day, when you're dressing someone, you don't want to dress them to look like something that you think is in style or that is just going to look great on them. You really want to make sure that whatever you put on them is them. Because, number one, it's their outer skin. That's where they're, when they're going to feel the most confident. And that's when they're going to rock it, right? So, for me, it's, it'll really be about, as a stylist, I would sit down with you and really kind of get an idea of your lifestyle, your personality, and then we'll, we'll go from there. So, as of right now, um, when it comes to um, the red carpet, I would definitely be looking at certain things like your coloring, right? Tying that into your personality, your color, your skin color, making sure whatever color you put on makes you look better than versus washing you out. I would also look at um, certain, I'll show you certain designs that may look better on your body, but really the key is sitting down with you and getting to know you. Okay, well, because, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me have you get to know me right now. Let me tell you about myself, and I, I'm okay. very curious to hear what you'd style me. So uh, okay. I'm a philanthropist. I'm a very you know, giving back type of, type of person. I, start, I started okay. out as a kid. I was in sports, uh, a lot of sales. Uh, corporate. My great uncle was the president of the World Book Encyclopedia. Uh, I've hit I don't know 2,000 something red carpets as far as running them or walking them. Um, I'm I'm very characteristic. I'm a character. I love being my mm-hmm. own my own person. Yeah. You know, as as okay. a kid growing growing up, I would always be the person that would have kickbacks. I love people being around me. I love interviewing people. I love getting to know people. I've lo- I like when I'm when I'm in a room and I'm at an event. It's like it's like a game to me. I need to know who everybody is and what they do. You know what I mean? So, so with that, with the, getting to know me a little bit, you know, I'm a Christian, baptized Catholic. Uh, getting to know me now with what I've just told you, 
how would you style me walk on the carpet? He's a freestyler and he likes to rap a lot. I like to rap a lot. I'm not. Well, I would definitely not do. I would definitely not do anything that was too stiff or too um, cliche. Okay, so yeah, maybe for a red carpet thing, I would go towards the tux. But I would do something a little bit different, like instead of like maybe if you had a bow tie, instead of like tying it all the way up, maybe we would just have it hang, like hanging down your tux a little bit differently, or we would do something different to your lapels, or do something really interesting with your shoe. Like you can use accessories as a great way to like switch things up and change your personality, express your personality. So I would tie in like maybe different type of socks or hinges or or accessories to add to the situation, different, different lapel styles, even just doing something different than what most people would do, different fabrics. Um, maybe taking a little bit of a risk and saying, you know what, let me rock this, um, this tux with the right type of T-shirt with a wait, message wait, wait. on it. Eric Zuli, probably the only time you'll catch him in a tux is two days in his life. Maybe the day he gets married and the day he dies. Do you think that, do you think <laughs> <Yeah>. that <laughs> his face was like no, tux? No, that's what I'm but saying. You, but like, you have to the, reintroduce him to the tux where, then. Because, because mm. then when it comes to like events, you also want to be event appropriate, right? So the fact of the matter is, is that, yeah, how can we make that tux you for the day? Is, is throwing on a you t-shirt have, like, a Justin Timberlake kind of tux or something. Yeah, throw in maybe a pair of sneakers. You know, finding a way to to put throw you your who you are into it. It sounds like you are kind of like the um, the centerpiece of a room. So I would you know do a little something different with you know um, like accessories to make you stand out a little bit different. Well, Yolanda, without- this is actually giving me a great idea. I think we Uh-oh. need to make an Eric Zuli paper doll, and we can dress him up. However, we want to. I think that would be. Well, I'm already fantastic. a character in a video game, and they they've done some pretty interesting things things with that. No, I mean my my style, the way I I, I sports coat, button down shirt, jeans, you know, sneakers, or I, I wear a suit. Uh, there's a company called Tudor Italy that actually made some custom suits, and if you go and get the images, you'll see a lot of what I what my style usually is, and it's usually you know like a baseball cap that says Easy Way on it, but p- pushed to the side a little bit. So I would say like GQ. So yeah. So how the, do we how do we work with that, Yolanda? <laughs> He wants to wear the baseball cap to the to the Grammys or the Emmys, and you know, and he's like, well, I don't Grammys, care if it's a tux. Grammys, I'm wearing Grammys, tennis shoes. The and Emmys and the Oscars are different occasions. You can get away with way more than at the Grammys than you could at the Oscars. Okay, but really, the Oscars, let's, yes. let's take it back one second. A lot of times, the thing is, if you're expressing yourself, like if you're authentic to, to, to who you are with your personal style and how you dress on the outside, and the fit is good. Okay, there's a lot of guys out there that are wearing suits and ties and they think they're sharpest dressers at, at the office or like you, like for you, um, Eric, you like your more of your bag of your style. There's still a way of doing it at your best, right? Oh, I know and what you mean, Yolanda. It, like, like those rich people you see that walk around in clothes that look really plain, but then when you look at them up close, they're perfect. Like they're, they fit them perfectly. The stitching is lined up with their body and everything. You're like... Those leggings must be $225 minimum. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, you, is that what you mean? You like, it just has to have that fit to it so that it, it goes what with is, the body. It doesn't matter how simple. It doesn't matter if it's a T-shirt. That's what if that T-shirt about, it's cheaper. you right, it's, it's going to be magic. 
This is a less so. <laughs> you know? So what you have is like a less expensive way to be able to get that fit, even if your if your wallet doesn't necessarily match the the level or echelon that you want to appeal to. Like you want that multi million dollar look, but you might be on a thousand air budget. Would that person be able to afford exactly. this clothing line? So that's going to up level someone in a lot of ways. Basically, like if if you want to work with the big people, those people are looking at those fine details, and you know they're going to know the difference of whether or not they're going to write you that check for you know. One million dollars or more, based upon the sort of details you pay attention to. You know to. that 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 goes to a good point. Let's talk about like business styling. Okay, if you're going in, is there any certain ways that you'd suggest as far as how you dress going into a meeting to increase your closing ratio? Well, the thing is, is that office dressing has completely changed now. Before it was like button down shirt, a suit, button down shirt, tie, you know, and you know, matching accessories, matching belt, matching shoes, and matching briefcase, if you will. Nowadays, things have changed a lot. Now you can rock the T-shirts and the polos or or just have the button-down shirt with a few buttons undone. Again, you know, everything comes down to, when I work personally with the client, is about their personality and who they are and, and, and what, what makes them still allow themselves to feel like themselves. So as far as me personally... I do teach to people, for clients who are transitioning into, let's say they want to start their own business for branding, right? Here's mm-hmm. how it works. If our outer skin, is a, our outer skin, which is our clothing, is a direct reflection of how we see ourselves in our mind's eye, okay? So the thing is, is that how we dress on the outside is kind of directly telling someone who we are. Like, it's just like when a guy sees a girl whose hair is nice, her nails are done, she's great. Like, it's like, man, that girl takes care of her, so I like girls like that. The same thing when, you, when, when we walk into a room and we see either a man or a woman, like James Bond, for example. Even if he walks into the room, everybody wants to meet that guy. Everybody wants to shake his hand. Everybody wants to know what this guy has to say based on how he looks from the outside. So what I teach Sounds is like me, Yolanda personal style as a tool to build rapport with people at a distance. So I say that they say you have 10 seconds to sell your pitch, right? I say the first five seconds of people sizing sizing you up based on the way you look to give value to that other five seconds. So when it comes to dressing for the office, I definitely believe know who you're meeting with, right? If you're meeting with someone who is super casual, maybe they're like that, you know, um, R&B artist, producer who's going to be walking in the Chuck Taylors in a T-shirt, you know, you don't have to go to that extreme to be that casual if that's not your personal style of preference when it comes to doing business. However, it's just all about knowing who your audience is and being relatable to them. If you know mm-hmm. that you're going to be sitting across from a CEO of a company who looks like he's polished from head to toe and, you know, he even ruins his nose hairs, then you better walk into the office looking like that because he's sizing you up and he likes to do business with men like him. And so use your style as style is a tool it's, it's a part of the big picture. It's a part of who we are mentally, emotionally, um, spiritually. And all of that works together. And style is just one part of it because it, it expresses, it allows us to show the world who we are, right, without even speaking. It's a very famous quote, quote by, I think it's 
either Chanel or Rachel Zoe. I know they're two different generations in fashion. But, um, I, I like I like what you said about uh, the re- relating part of, of things and and uh, that, me what I what I a lot of times will do is is like you said based upon the environment based upon the situation I will dress appropriately to try to match whatever I'm going to be involved exactly. with yeah, I, I, yeah I look at the look at the event and like for instance the spirit summit tonight the spirit is spiritual faith based nonprofit oriented it's very uh, you know it's a soft approach so I'd wear a suit to something like that. Uh, and then I also, one of the things I do, and this might be some tips for you guys that are listening out there on Easy Talk Live, um, I always dress some way that's memorable. So when I meet somebody, yeah. they'll never forget me. I, I, you know, I, yeah. I wear something that's a little bit outside the box. And, you know, yeah. my brand is, is EZ, letter E, letter Z stands for Eric Zuli, and then we do it the easy way. And so I could care less what anybody has to say. So I always do me, and that's the kind of character, character portion of things. Yeah, but also too. Yolanda, Yolanda, I come, uh, I come from the senior set. You know, Frank, Frank I gotta, I gotta okay. say this, man. Your, your voice is so strong and powerful. It scares us when you pop in out of nowhere. You're like a freaking uh, uh, banshee. It's just. Ah! That's the same way right, I man. heard Eric's voice in the headphones today. I literally jumped backwards about a foot. Okay, go ahead. All right, <laughs> Yolanda, I come from the senior set of Easy Way. I just turned sixty-five years. Oh yeah. Uh, the reason why I say the reason why I say sixty five years awesome. young is because yeah, being around Eric, you know, I probably lost twenty years. I'm regressing. Anyway, I come from the uh, set of you know the old uh, light blue pinpoint Oxford with the yellow stripe generation. Um, uh-huh. And it's not to say that you know I don't know what corporate means because. I was in that corporate realm for 47 years of my life. I mean, I've worn the heart chapter in white suits. I mean, the New York style. I mean, you name it, I've had it on. But I'm at a stage of my life now, and believe me, I think most of the small business owners that I'm going to be coming in contact with, stage or otherwise, are a little bit more California casual. Let me ask you a question. How do you feel about California casual, especially in relationship to what you just talked to people in their mid-30s? I think, you know, I love it, first of all. I love the California casual. It's, it's, I'm from here, so the style, I love it. However, here's the thing. It's really about mindset, right? You know, it's about the mindset of the people here. So times have changed since back in your younger years, right? Guys were a lot, they, they, they even wore a suit you know, just to wear a suit, even though they were just hanging out with their buddies, possibly having a beer at a bar. You know, things have changed in general. So I think as times change, I think as individuals, we inevitably change with them. So, and and a lot of it has to do with, with mindset. So for me personally, I like the California casual, but I don't like it to the extent where, like, if you go out socially, that no, it doesn't seem like a lot of people really love dressing up anymore. It seems like a social class thing, right? Either you're a guy who's already into fashion or style, so you can dress well, or you're a girl who has a fashion sense, or maybe you're trying to hook a really you know rich guy. But I think in in general, like the sense of being able to tap into that classic style, you know, that classy style, is just. To me, I think that as people, we shouldn't be able to do it all, okay? We are multifaceted with our personalities and how we express ourselves in our life, 
And we should be able to do that same thing with our wardrobe. So the California, I love the California casual. It's, I'm a tomboy. So, I mean. You do not look like a tomboy. I, don't, I, I can't agree with that. Stunning. You guys look at a picture I, on ergsleague.com forward slash shows. Listen, no. I live, if you ask anyone in my family, I grew up playing basketball. I was a pitcher, a catcher, a volleyball player. I was a runner. Whoa. So for me, me my life was in, I didn't start wearing dresses until I got in my 20s. Okay. So, yeah, it was that Sunday's you know, best dress dress or that Easter or that Christmas dress that my mother had me wear. I didn't really start dressing up until I got into my 20s when I, you know, started looking at guys. <laughs> yeah. but, you know, you opened up so another I'm, gateway, Yolanda. You used the word mindset. I did a little bit of reading on your bio, and uh, let's talk a little bit about the neuro. Let's talk a little bit about oh, the brain. Okay. Let's, talk yeah. about, let's talk a little bit about that other side of you. Uh, because, you know, small businesses, you know, today, particularly if they have to turn that key in the door day by day by day by day, you yeah, know, the stress yeah, factor yeah. out there is absolutely off the charts. I mean, I run into guys who are in their 50s that look like they're in their 80s. You know what I'm talking about. And so right. you've got a situation out there right now that these guys are carrying a load or gals. Every single day they get out of their bed, put their feet on the floor, get in the car, drive the California freeways, turn the key in that door, deal with their employees, deal with the insurance companies. I mean, you name it, they are dealing with it. How are you addressing that with that neuro side of Yolanda? Well, you know, as far as which part of it, just the day-to-day being an entrepreneur, Hey, Frank, say, well, say your name one more time. I, I like that. I like that. He says Yolanda. <laughs> Yolanda. That's all my teachers called me in school was Yolanda. And that's what made me not like my name growing up. I tried to change it, yeah. change it to Taylor <laughs> at one point. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I you, meant the you, voice inflection. Do that one more yeah, time, have Frank. You got, have, you got a magic, have you got a magic pill, Yolanda, that de-stresses the business owner? Because if you do, yeah. I want to talk to you about it. We, I, I'm sorry, I, I, you weren't clear. Yeah, it, Frank, Frank gets a little excited, excited sometimes. You know, what, what, what makes you different from other stylists, Yolanda? Let's get to the nitty-gritty here. What, why um, do I want to choose you when there's thousands of other stylists in the same area? There you go. Well, what, what makes me different about other stylists is that I take a very holistic approach. Most stylists will look at, I mean, not all, okay, but a lot of. I actually, when I became a stylist, I actually got styled by stylists to see how they work. Mm-hmm. So I can kind of assess the different styles. And a lot of what a lot of stylists do is they go in and they say, okay, you know, this looks great together. That looks great together. You should do this. You should do that. For me, it's all about personal style. It's all about really um, becoming authentic in who you are. Style for me is not a cook. It's about cookie cutter fashion trends. Trends come and go. Mm-hmm. Who you are is you don't come and go. You are who you are. So for me, I take an approach that has to do with, one, who are you based on your personal self-image, number one. Number two, how do you want to be perceived out there? What do you want people to think when, they, when their eyes come on you? You know, another thing is how do you want to feel, right? And that's another thing about, that ties into the entrepreneur thing is that you have to understand that everything is about getting in the right state of mind, right? And... Tony Robbins talks about, I, I believe he studied NLP, he talks about getting into state, 
And one of the things that he does before he goes on stage is he kind of, like, pumps his chest behind stage, like, behind the curtains, to kind of get him all, like, pumped up in, in the mental state he wants to be in. However, it's the same thing with our wardrobe. Because how we feel affects, how, because how we look affects a lot of how we feel, even when we don't know that, um, being able to get up every day and put your best foot forward and walk out the door and feel your best gives you a sense of confidence and a sense of control that otherwise, I mean, mentally, that otherwise you wouldn't literally feel. But um, I'm getting off track here because I started thinking about reframing the mind. But anyway. Okay, so so let's, um, let's, let's, let's change it up a little bit, uh, Yolanda. So you, yeah. you're obviously an influencer. You've been doing this for a long time. How long have you been doing this? I've been doing, like, style coaching, like, styling for years. Took a break for some time to, with my kids. And then, you know, for two years now, doing the combination of both lifestyling and coaching. How old are your kids? They're seven. Okay. And so you're a mother. You're a stylist. Yeah. You're an influencer. You're successful. Mm-hmm. How do you balance? What's your day-to-day? How do you balance the business and the personal? Oh, the business personal. Well, um, huh, it's interesting. Well, you know what? The thing is, I, I kind of work. When I had to learn how to coach someone, I had to learn how to coach myself, right, first. And so one of the things that I look at is my priorities. What's the priorities in my family life? What's the priorities today for my business? What's the priorities today with my, you know, in other areas? So for me, it's really every day kind of taking a time to look at my next day and saying, okay, what are priorities with my business? My children are, they didn't choose to come into this world, right? So um, I brought them into this world, so they are a huge part. So for me personally, I structured a business plan for myself that allowed me to still be a mom. Well, most stylists would say charge, unless you're a celebrity stylist, between 150 and let's say $500 an hour or what have you, or for a styling session. For me, I created styling packages for transformations that I do for coaching that allow me, so even if I had a few clients a month, I'm good. And also, too, I, I choose to schedule in my clients around the time that I have my children are in school. So I know I want to be at their tennis and their gymnastics, and I want to be able to be the one doing their homework with them. So I structured my business to where it allows me to do that. Hey, Yolanda, and, you know, sorry, I, I want to interrupt yeah. you for just a second. We're getting some kind of feedback. Do you have a TV in the background, or are you listening to the show? There's, a, there's no. another, somebody's listening to something in the background. Do you hear that? So, no, so, maybe my neighbors, my my neighbors, Walmart. Well, hey, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy that people are listening to the show. So, regardless, uh, we'll we'll make sure we focus focus on on your voice. So, so that's that's quite interesting, actually. That you you as a as a mother, um, and and as a as an influencer, um, are able to to balance uh, that. And actually, you figured out a formula. Like you created your own pattern. It works for you as a mother, and I know there's a lot of people that have families, a lot of people that uh, that are mothers and fathers that listen to this show, and and that may that may help them. So you you created like a, a, your own home business in in a, in a sense in order to be able to take care of your family, but still do what you love, right? Yeah, and, and it's different too because you know you know transitioning into being you know well I've been I've been living like a single mother now for almost three years, 
is, is tough because you don't want to, um, you really even more so don't want to give up on, on things. So the thing is really is know your priorities. And, you know, when, when it comes to business, you know, yeah, you may say you want to make millions of dollars, but then you need to make a million-dollar plan that will still allow you to be a mother. So you need to learn how to, like for me, this past year I've learned, like it, I struggled with this because I was so used to being in control that um, I had to learn how to start bringing other people in to help me. And so to allow me to be able to have the time, like the time being spent, you know, in the house, cleaning, right? The house by itself is a full-time job when you think of it for, for a woman who's maintaining herself. So getting the right type of help in the house, getting the right what type of help. What about like just trying know? to get ready every day? I mean, you know, now that we have this digital social, social media age, it's like every few seconds, I feel like I have to pick up my phone and, you know, look at something or type something. You know, how do you balance all that? You're like trying to get ready, you know, or do you some days just go without makeup? And how, how, about, okay. how about a question? Well, all, I, I got to hop in, Dante. How about no, a question for the, no for the boyfriends? That that, let, me, let, me, let me just hop in here real, real quick, Yolanda. I, I have to, I, I'm going off of your question. How about for us guys that wait for these, uh, these girls that take <laughs> three hours to get ready? Is there any secrets or tips that you have for, for okay, the women to get ready that don't take three hours? Wait, wait, for the women to get ready when they're having their pictures taken, taken by celebrity photo agencies and they don't have a hair and makeup crew that day. <laughs> Let me tell Go you, ahead, if you're taking three hours, if you're taking three hours to get ready, number one, you have to think about what does your wardrobe look like? Because your wardrobe should be set up like if you walk into it, boom, like you have anything, every area of your life is covered, right? It's not, so the, it's not the wardrobe, Yolanda, it's the makeup. <laughs> but even still, the hair and makeup like, crew. But for example, you have, we know our five-minute makeup trick. You know, we know, okay, today I don't have, I have five oh, minutes. please, please, teacher. Five-minute makeup. <laughs> tell us, tell five us the five-minute makeup, makeup tricks, please. Five-minute makeup five minute is going to be trick. taken okay, by Getty and Wire Images and posted okay. and posted Here. all over the internet? Five minutes? For, for five minutes you when your face Here's is being photographed? No way. Here's the thing. I don't always have, when I take 30 minutes to do my makeup, it's uh-huh. because I, I'm taking my time, Right. But t- right. typically, there's like only a few steps a woman really has to go through to do makeup. Now, if one, if you want to start getting into contouring and no. start doing all this extra Talking hair, stuff, uh, then then, you, then <laughs> yeah, you're going to take it. That's 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 your coloring on your face. Well, I, mean, I want to hear these new steps. What, what's, what's the five minutes? I mean, so this five minutes sounds really good. No, five you want to? Okay, come on. If you have if you have first of all, let her let her do the five minutes. I can do the five minutes. Make sure you talk about the hair part too. If you're if you, if you if you have nice skin, if you're Dante, you have gorgeous skin, okay? So there's no reason why you, you have gorgeous skin and gorgeous features. There's no reason why you can't do your makeup in five minutes. So yes. once your face is all moisturized and everything and is glowing and, and all that stuff. And the lashes on too. Listen, listen, okay, listen to me. For me, I know I get dark circles under my eyes, okay? So what I do is I do a concealer under my eyes. Then I even out my skin tones. Then I... Um, put the powder, do my brows, mm-hmm. put my mascara on, and do my lips. It doesn't take, takes 
a mint for each of those things. It's mostly the hair, Yolanda. Come on. Where's, it's okay. the hair. Where's the oh, round of applause for that no. one? Engineer, where's the round Yolanda, of applause? Yolanda, this is the part that he's missing is, so if I, wet, I, if I even wet my hair, too. then I've got to straighten my hair. Then I have to curl my hair. It just takes a long time. I, I just well, think that know, some people want to overdo it a little bit as far as how awesome world, they, they, they look. Listen to this. <laughs> we live in the world of weaves, extensions, wigs, um, we have all the best colorists and hairstylists. I would out basically there with the have to bars, wear a wig to get out the door in under an hour. So, so again, <laughs> you, know, you have to know, like, like for me, there's certain go-tos. Like, I know if I'm running out the door <laughs> to take my kids to school, you know, my go-to look is my workout look because I throw my hat. I don't have to worry about my hair. I conceal my eyes, put some lip gloss on, so my lips don't look crusty. You know, and. Yeah, I got the go-to That's look. It. I've got that down, Yolanda. It's it's the it's the <laughs> being photographed. <laughs> it's the being photographed, and then and then everybody starts posting your pictures all over social media, and you're going, oh, I didn't mean to. Oh, why is my brow crooked? Why is okay, my okay. hair right, frizzy? Right, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I have to really I have to pop in crazy. here now. From now on, this is this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna create a reality show about Dante getting ready, <laughs> and I'm There's going Dante's to show the process of Dante getting ready and I, 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 that's why I was so interested in this these five minute tips and stuff and it's going to be the most knows. popular show ever yes no I mean uh, there's times I I mean I have a five minute makeup routine I have a 20 minute word makeup routine but it all depends you're gonna be on Yolanda show. tell us about the hour you're going to be in the show Yolanda you can show us how to get ready properly and not take three hours alright perfect <laughs> But, uh, you know, Yolanda, you're, you're, you've been a really amazing guest in the fashion world and, and styling, personal styling, and, and very, very informative. Um, and and it's, it's been very helpful. But what about those that are conscientious? What about those with the lack of confidence? How do you deal with those people? I deal with them in a lot of different ways. First of all, I kind of understand what their what they're, um, conscience is about, okay? And a lot of people who have self-esteem issues is because what they do is just focus on the negative. I hate my this. Why do I this? Why love handles my... And so if all you can do is see the negatives in yourself, then, you know, of course you're not going to be happy with how you look. So what I do is I do visualization exercises with my clients and I really kind of help them get in touch with their own personal self-image. Like, how do you see yourself? Some people are overweight overweight but they see themselves fit when they look think about themselves like mm-hmm. oh I see myself fit in tight clothes with nice butt <laughs> but I'm fat wait there's so many men so, that do that they're like look at these legs and the stomach is sticking out I'm like yeah look at those legs yes so, so in shape what are you I trying to say not talking with, about you with the self with that self image that they truly desire to be like me I'm like I want that tight body like my you know when I was like running track body so but the thing is it's kind of like okay Whatever you're self-conscious about, fix it. And if, if it's something that cannot, I'm not saying necessarily plastic surgery, okay, but I'm talking about, Maybe. like, for, for example, like, I went through a process where I was, I got sick, I had some hypothyroid is- issues, and I was losing a lot of hair. So, and I became very yeah. self-conscious about my hair. So, I'm like, you know what? I need to feel confident. So, I started wearing wigs because it allowed me to give my hair its time to grow back, to get healthy to where I wanted it so that, you know, meanwhile, I could still, you know, feel good about myself. Uh, you know, you understand what I'm saying? So for me, it's like, if you can fix it, fix it. And it doesn't mean plastic surgery. If it's a matter of you hate your thighs, 
Start eating better. Talk to a nutritionist. Talk to a personal trainer. Start, just start doing something physical that you know is going to change the situation. If it's something you can't change, you're born with it, and there's nothing you can do about it, try just to let. go through a self-love process. To, for me personally, I believe that God made all of us perfect. Okay? It says in the here, Bible, here. it says we're Perfectly beautifully, beautifully, and, beautifully and wonderfully made. So at the end of the day, it's like for me personally, just knowing that he created me beautifully and wonderfully, I have to know he didn't make any mistakes when it came to me. So if I have self-inflicted things about myself that I don't like, like my love handles, <laughs> then mm-hmm. I need to do something about it, right? So, right. Um, but other things, you, you know, that maybe we're, we don't have control over, you know, we need to learn to love ourselves at that place. And then, again, looking and feeling our best. You know, and another thing I teach people to do is focus when you get dressed and you do your, for girls, when you do your hair, your makeup, even with guys, it's the same thing. Um, accentuate the things about you that you like, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of trying to either hide the things you don't like or are thinking about those things, because here's the thing, what we think about, we bring how about. we feel. It, it, if I think all day I'm fat, I'm going I'm to feel fat and depressed and uh, I'm not going to like myself. But if I'm like, you know what, yeah, I'm a few pounds overweight, so you know what, but I'm going to rock myself a few pounds overweight until then, you know, I'm going to start looking into personal trainers, I'm going to start talking to some dietitians, I'm going to see what I can do with this, but in the meantime, until I lose this weight, I'm still going to be amazing in my own skin. I'm still going to try to love myself, and it's not as easy as it sounds, but that's why with coaching, there's a process. I heard, I heard that there's like some, some secrets even even just on a fashion perspective and what colors you wear and, and what type of clothes you choose to wear that can hide yeah. a little bit of the, you know what I mean? A little bit of the fat or you whatever. Get, I get like, I have had clients that are like, I'm 30 pounds overweight, should I go shopping? I'm like, listen, we don't have to spend a lot of money on clothes right now, but let's get your a few staple pieces in your wardrobe. And staple pieces are huge because if you have the basics in your wardrobe, like the basic 10 pieces that everybody should have in their wardrobe, you really have about... 20 outfit. Okay? So, with, get them their staple pieces, that right pair of jeans that fits them right, that whatever tops, whatever. And I can help someone look 30 pounds lighter while they're in the process of losing weight just by mm. the way I dress them. Mm. And how, how would you dress it's, them? That's interesting. It depends on the, it depends on the, on the body type of, of the person. You know, um, for some people who are shorter, it's elongating them, helping them look taller. You know, there's different things I would do with type of shoes that they wear, how their pants cut, where they fall on the hips or the waist, right? Um, for people who have tummy issues, you know what, women, um, it's, you know, even celebrity girls with the tight abs, they do it. If you got love handles, put on a garment underneath your clothes. Like, put put on a, what is it, what is it called? Um a waist trainer. A shaper. A shaper. Mm-hmm. It may not be the ones that you work out in, but a spank. There you go. I call spank. it a cheater. A cheater. <laughs> but guess what? Guess what? To me, a that's the right brace. kind of face that you make it. If me putting on a spank and sucking in my love handles and my tummy a little bit so I can put those pair of G's on and look sexy, sexy today, it's going to be that. <laughs> we both sucked it in when you said that, Yolanda. <laughs> we both sucked I it bet you all, 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 the, all, all the... Everybody all, was sucking it all in. All the listeners sucked it in. They're like... <laughs> But at the end of the day, here's the thing, no matter what size you are, because for me personally, I know, you know, it's not about size because there are people out there who 
you know, maybe their goal should be to gain weight and some people's goal is to lose weight. But at the end of the day, the really thing is having a positive self-image, having a, a, a sense of self-value, self-respect, because all those things are going to help you make decisions that are going to make you start investing in yourself, whether if it's investing in your wardrobe, investing in taking care of your, your teeth, if there are things that are wrong with them, you know, whatever it is that makes you love yourself enough, getting yourself, you know, picking up a book every night and feeding your mind, you know, exercising, whatever it, ha- whatever it has to do to your own personal growth, which determines your quality of life and your, your lifestyle and your Product, your ability to produce the way you want to produce in your life, feeling good, and this is why how we look is so powerful. It's one part of the bigger piece. It's so, it's, it's, we have to feel good. Mm-hmm. People don't walk out into the day feeling bad or feeling horrible or depressed and they perform well. It doesn't happen. That's doesn't so happen. true. They, 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 they're functioning at a low level, Right. That's so true. You know, if someone doesn't look good, you know, I tell that to people all the time. If you don't feel good and you don't look good, you're putting out a signal to people to stay out of your way and avoid you. Versus when you look really good, you know, you walk fast, you talk fast, you keep it moving and you and you look like you care about yourself, then people want to see, you know, what's working for you and they want to they want to walk and talk with you and they want to do business with you. So, you know, it attracts people to you when you're attractive. It attracts the type of person that you want. Like, even with dating, it's like, girls would be like, oh, I want a guy who has money, and he's hot, he has a six-pack, and, and he has good credit, and he's big, and he's all these amazing things. I think those are know? called, gold di- gold di- what is it, gold diggers or something? Well, some of them are just delusional no, women no, that just, just think that, you know, think that that, that guy, that they don't even think, does that stuff. guy want a girl like me? They don't even put that in their minds. They just go, I want him. That's true. Yeah, but... But, but the thing is, is like at the same time, if a guy is that much, if he if he's that much in order in his own life, he's going to be attracted to the girl who has the same type of order in her life. He may be physically attracted to some hot girl who's all you know all over the place and you know whatever <laughs> for you know for moments in time, you know. But for a woman, he's going to meet even if she was like average looking, but she had it together mentally, spiritually, emotionally, her credit, her job, she's motivated, she's encouraged, like all these other amazing things. Bodies right. If girls, ladies, men, vice versa, if whoever you want as far as my ideal mate is this, become that person. Because we're going to definitely have to have you back, Yolanda. You, you've been an awesome guest. Point. We have about two more minutes left in the show. Uh, this has been very informative on the on, on the topic of styling and fashion and beauty and self-confidence. And uh, so we're definitely going to have you back. And thank you, Dante, for bringing Yolanda on. Uh, and, and Frank, you had some, some, uh, some new breaking news on, on one of our one of our partners, right? Yeah, Yolanda, uh, we have a, a very strategic partner. In fact, he's the one that uh, is helping us craft our MasterCard platform. And he uh, actually has offices in the uh, Empire State Building in downtown New York. And uh, there isn't a day that goes by that he doesn't look like Donald Trump. Uh, as a matter of fact, he absolutely is very enamored and very uh, relational with the Trump uh, family. And right now, he's scaling up because he's a marathon runner. He ran from Florida to New York and almost broke the record by four hours when he hit Manhattan on that run. And probably in the next year or so, he is gearing up to run from Los Angeles to New York City 
he estimates it's going to take him about 70 days for the run. And the reason why he's doing it is because he wants to raise $2 million for veterans. That's and awesome. We've got, we got to go, Frank. We've got about 30 seconds left in the show. So thank you so much, guys. Easy Talk Live. We really appreciate you guys listening and tuning in. Yolanda, you've been such an uh, amazing guest. We hope to see you at the uh, Spirit Summit. Uh, hashtag Easy Way Fam. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Please share this, this broadcast. Thank you, Dante, for popping in. Thank you to uh, John Leslie Brown, who's going to be on our stage tonight. we got a lot of influencers coming out, guys, so definitely join us at the Spirit Summit at the Sheraton Hotel, downtown Los Angeles, LAX. I'm your host, Eric Easy. Zuli, known as one of the digital, tra- the digital trailblazer by Hollywood Weekly Magazine. And I can't wait to see you guys. And next week, I want to say happy Thanksgiving to everybody because I don't think we're going to be back next week. So um, we're going to go ahead and be running a rerun show. But thank you so much for tuning in. And we will be back after Thanksgiving. So be thankful for what you have. Be thankful for what you're given. Be thankful for what you don't have, but you know you're going to get because you have that positive mindset. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Hashtag easy way ericzuli.com uh please subscribe and we will catch you guys next week keep doing it the easy way to Easy Talk Live. We've got more fun at EasyWayBroadcasting.com. Join the mobile family. Download the Easy Way app at EasyWayMobile.com. Tune in every Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific for another show with Eric E.Z. Zuli on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week.